Good morning. It's Monday, October 3rd, Mean Girls Day, a day that we celebrate the beauty and magic of the time that Aaron Samuels asked Katie Heron what day it was. And it was October 3rd. Man, how great was Mean Girls? How great is Amy Poehler? And you know what? Fetch did happen. Yes, I know what I'm doing for the rest of the day. And now the news. Let's start with Hurricane Ian, where the death toll in Florida is over 45, though that number will continue to climb as rescue efforts move forward. Between Florida, North Carolina, and Cuba, the current death toll for the hurricane is 54. Today, President Biden and Dr. Biden will head to Puerto Rico to tour the heaviest areas hit by the hurricane before going to Florida on Wednesday. In Florida, Lee County is still without running water, and only about 30% of residents have power. In all, About 800,000 residents are without power in Florida. In North Carolina, that number is about 26,000. And in Puerto Rico, it's 100,000. A stampede at a soccer match in Indonesia on Saturday left at least 125 people dead. It began after fans, disappointed in the host team Arima FC's loss to their longtime rival Persibaya, started fighting. To be clear, though, the fighting was amongst fans of the same team. The stadium has banned Percy Baia fans from attending games. Also, that stadium holds 38,000 spectators, but 42,000 tickets were sold, filling the stadium beyond capacity. After what was described as thousands of fans throwing bottles and other objects at the players, fans flooded the pitch and management to know why this match ended in a loss after 23 years of undefeated home matches against Percy Baia. Outside the stadium, at least five cop cars were set on fire. Riot police eventually used pepper spray, causing a stampede as people attempted to exit. It's a horrific tragedy overall. Of note, FIFA has a stadium safety guideline against the use of crowd control gas. Amnesty International has called for a swift and thorough investigation of the use of gas. Indonesia's football association, PSSI, has suspended all matches next week and banned Arima FC from hosting games for the rest of the season. Also, I want to say that I know that I started the segment by saying soccer because I um, know my audience, but obviously this is known as football literally everywhere else in the world. Can you play it with feet? What are we doing here in America, you guys? As predicted, Russian President Putin declared victory over the sham Ukrainian elections and proclaimed annexation over four Ukrainian regions on Friday. Patriotic music played as he signed the so-called Ascension Treaties. Although many world leaders, including President Biden and U.N. Security General Antonio Gutierrez, have called this election unlawful and illegitimate, Russia has now decided that it gets to lay claim over 40,000 square miles of Ukrainian territory. Russia also says it will respond to any attacks on the seized territory as if they were attacks on Russia itself and will react accordingly, potentially with nuclear weapons. So um, that's... Certainly some information to start our week out with. Sorry. As for Ukraine, President Zelensky announced that Ukraine will formally apply for accelerated ascension to NATO. This is largely symbolic, however, since NATO has a collective defense clause, which means bringing in Ukraine would immediately require the alliance to send troops to fight Russia, which means the bid is currently an impossibility. This next story is not really a story, but just a note that the Supreme Court is ready to break hearts again. The justices have returned to the bench today for a term that will handle cases regarding affirmative action, voting, 
and discrimination against gay couples, amongst many others. So uh, great news, though. This means that Justice Kataji Brown Jackson has officially been sworn in. That happened on Friday, and that is very exciting. In California, Governor Newsom gave the thumbs up emoji to two bills. First, there's a bill that safeguards transgender minors who come to California for gender affirming health care. This includes access to puberty blockers and hormones. More than a dozen states have already introduced laws that would either outlaw completely, if not at least heavily restrict, gender affirming care. In fact, Alabama tried to make it a felony, though a court order blocked that from moving forward. Obviously, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who has never had an original thought in her head, but did see what Alabama did, has tried to introduce federal legislation to make it a felony as well. In Texas, Governor Abbott has used his executive action pen to direct state agencies to open child abuse investigations into the parents of trans kids. Hey, just a reminder that Abbott is on the ballot this year, and instead of electing him, we could elect someone who actually cares about people. Beto, you know. So in other words, while other states are out here putting kids in danger for being brave enough to live out loud as their truest selves, Newsom signing bills that could save lives. He also signed off on a bill that will increase the amount of money workers receive under the state's paid family and medical leave program. Beginning in 2025, the state will pay up to 90% in wage replacement for new parents and those who need to take time off to care for a seriously ill family member or themselves. Until then, wage replacement will remain between 60 and 70% during the next two years after the rate was scheduled to return to 55% beginning January 1st. And let it be known, this bill is very similar to a bill that he vetoed last year, written by the one, the only, Lorena Gonzalez-Fletcher. And listen, I'm glad he finally signed the bill, but you know what's cooler than signing it last week? Signing it last year. Also, Lorena wrote, the Healthy Workplace Healthy Family Act of 2014, which guarantees up to three days of sick paid leave for all California workers, part-time and full-time, who work for 30 or more days within a year of being employed. That's not really a part of this story, but I like to remind people anyway. And that's it. That's the news. I'm doing a special episode tomorrow on a couple big international elections that we need to talk about, but we also need a little bit more time than we have right now. So spoiler alerts. We're going international tomorrow, baby. Uh, anyway, I'm proud of Loretta. Duh. Always. She bought me my first bra and it still works great. No, I'm just kidding. That's a good joke, though. Can you imagine? She did buy me my first bra. I don't still wear it. Is the, that's the joke. Anyway, you know what? Let's move on. I'm proud of Amy Poehler. She's, she's so great. And because it's Mean Girls Day, a very special shout out to my very favorite Canadian and the nicest mean girl around, Uncle Steph. Uncle Steph saw Katie wearing army pants and flip-flops, so she wore army pants and flip-flops. And even after that trend was over, was that a trend? Am I the only one that remembers people wearing this? Ah, it doesn't matter. Before that, long after that, all the days in between, she is still the best Uncle Steph in the biz. But more than that, more than army pants, flip-flops, an ex-wife, and a 30% chance that it's already raining, I'm proud of you. <laughs> 